The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed. Two of the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about to hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Right, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is a educational video <clears throat> from Bradley. He was not on yesterday, so you can check that out until 3 o'clock this afternoon, which I guess he's going to be live then, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, if not, we'll have another educational video. On the right side of the page is where we are. Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you've got there. Look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat over on Rumble. A lot of friends over there this morning. Good to see you guys, and uh, thanks for your support and, uh, and being on. Most of you are on every day, so thank you so much for listening and supporting us. Over on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, though, uh, when you <clears throat> scroll right down, you can sign up for our email newsletter. By the way, we are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live and BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there, and we appreciate those guys giving us a spot. But the email is is highly censored. I'm just going to tell you. Um, I'm noticing it in my email inbox uh, that things are completely backwards the way they used to be. Hardly any spam. Now I get tons of spam. I get things that are supposed to come to my inbox. They're going to spam. Uh, so, you know, if you don't, if you sign up for the email newsletter and you don't get it, check your spam folder first, right? Make sure that it isn't going in there because uh, we got a lot of those that do that and people sign up for them and, and that happens. So be sure and check that out, okay? All right. <clears throat> Good news for those of you who enjoyed yesterday's show. Tomorrow, Lord willing, Dave Jose is going to be back on with us, and we're going to talk about practical, very practical things. It's not just going to be, are we going to have a comparison here? What's the practical things for those of you, you know, wanting to deal in your community to bring some things, to rein it in, and to <clears throat> exercise the authority that you're supposed to have as the government under the Lord, Right. Uh, so we're going to have him back on. He's going to join us live again and um, should be real interesting. We're going to talk 
uh, how to instruct your servants. That's basically what it's going to be, how to instruct your servants. And um, <clears throat> we're going to talk also, uh, probably bring in some practical things concerning driver's licenses, tags for cars, um, property taxes, all kinds of stuff we're going we're gonna to be talking about as far as what are things that people can do to instruct their their um, servants, the ones who serve them. So that should be very interesting, I, I think. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I want out of the system <laughs> completely. I don't want anything. But I also realize some people, you know, we're going to we're going to have this issue that has to be dealt with. And um, so as the people of God, you're going to go you're going to go bring people into submission to the king. Or you're going to let them run wild and do whatever they're going to do. And uh, I think Dave has some some really good answers. He and he has the proof that he knows what he's doing. He's already set that up. OK, so today <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and warn you. If you listen to this show and you have little ears, okay, um, don't let them listen, okay, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go be vulgar or anything like that. But this this is stuff that we shouldn't even have to hear as adults, okay. This is not adult content, but adults must hear what's going on if adults are gonna deal with it. And I got a feeling we're going to we're going to conclude everything with Jesus's admonition that if you cause one of the little ones to stumble. Now, I don't think he had necessarily had this in mind, although I think the application can definitely be put to this. We're going to need a lot of more millstones, not jail cells, millstones. Because the targeting of America's children, and this is something that Bradley has harped on for years. And saying they're after your kids, they're after they certainly are. Why wouldn't they be? Read what the tyrants of the past, the 20th century, have said. You give us those kids while they're little, and we'll turn them out to be whatever we want. And that's a, see, that's the same thing that God tells us. And we're going to talk about that, too. What God tells us to do as parents with the children he gave us, not the state. And if we don't do our duty, guess what? Those kids don't grow up in a vacuum. And you say, well, I sent them to school and they didn't get taught all this other stuff. Yeah, but did they get taught the Lord? Did they get taught the commands and the statutes and the judgments of God? Or did they get taught a vanilla kind of humanism? See, there, there's the question for you. What are they being taught? Maybe it doesn't seem bad, evil, wicked to you. But does it have the commands and the statutes and the judgments of God? Or is it separating that out? And so they learn history apart from God. They learn mathematics apart from God. They learn reading and writing and, and all kinds of other things, geometry, all those things that I couldn't never do, like calculus and algebra two and all that. Do they do those things apart from the instruction that God gives? And by the way, all those things, God has does have things to say about those things. He really does. <clears throat> but are they are they getting that? Nope, they're not getting that today. In fact, they're being subjected to all kinds of things that God condemns in his word and in his law. And as we've talked about, Jesus is king now. And the message needs to be said loud and clear to those in positions of authority that they their authority is there at the behest of serving God and serving man. 
And they cannot serve God and properly serve man if they're in violation of the law of God. So I'm going to give you example A, and then I'm here's what I'm going <clears> to <throat> here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you this this latest story that's out. And again, if you have little ears, I'm going to tell you I'm embarrassed to even talk about what this is. I'm going to keep it as minimal as I can. But again, if you have little ears, don't let them hear this. They they don't need to hear this. Again, we don't need to hear it. It's shameful uh, what is going on. This we put out yesterday. <clears throat> Obama linked GLSEN. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's quote unquote gay, lesbian, straight education network. So uh, they didn't even come up with a good an acronym here for that thing. They probably could have swapped some letters around and made it a little better. Anyway, Obama linked GLSEN handing out fisting kits. If you don't know what that is, I'm not going to tell you. Think of your fist and I, I just, I, it's, I just, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Handing out fisting kits to children at school conference. Target, you've seen the videos going around where the parents go in the store and they're showing this reprobate clothing line. I mean, a whole section set up. We're glad you're queer. They want to encourage not only the delinquency of minors, but the rebellion against God of the children. If you are a Christian and you frequent Target, I don't know how you do it. I want out of the system so bad. I don't want to. I don't want to support any of these corporate fascists. I, I don't want to support any of them. I want to go back to the old paths. That is that is the trajectory that I'm wanting to go in right now. And for people to continue to support this stuff, it's absolutely incredible to me. But here it is. <clears throat> Target is partnering with this GLSEN to promote quote-unquote, gender transition in schools. Now, let's just get this out of the way first. This is why I call it transdelusional. No boy can transition into a girl. You just can't do it. It's biologically impossible. The closest you will get is to mutilate the body. And even at that, there's all kinds of problems, and you put yourself at all kinds of health risk with all of the hormones and the puberty blockers, all this stuff, you put yourself at such a risk. Now, young children don't have the mental capability to understand that going through some kind of mutilation surgery is permanent. Let me say it again. Children, and we call them minors for a reason, the law is supposed to protect minors from People exploiting them like this. By the way, this is all the way up into the White House. And by the way, I'm going to show you it isn't just Democrats. It's Republicans too. They promote the idea, whether they get behind it for children or not, they promote the idea. They promote the idea of reprobate. Okay? And hang on, I'm going to let them say it from their own, some of them say it from their own mouths. This is done. And now we've got 
fisting kits being put out to children. Minors are not allowed to vote. Minors are not allowed to go in the military. Minors are not allowed to have firearms. I mean, we've we all we've all kind of agreed on that. Now, I'm, on the firearms issue, I'm like, look, you have a right, mom and dad. It's your responsibility to teach them at a young age how to use that firearm and how to respect it as a weapon that can do damage, so they don't go around using it foolishly or come up on it and play around their brother and sister and shoot them. Which I've seen, you know, many stories. We've all seen that kind of stuff. So here's the story. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We've got it courtesy of the Gateway Pundit. Retail giant Target has, parted, has partnered with the GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education. They can't even get the words right. It's not gay. That's the marketing they're giving you. And again, I, I'm telling you right now, socialists, utilize the words and they twist the words and they redefine the words to make them what they want. Christians, listen to me. You're going to have to take back the narrative by taking back the, the words that should be used. This should be S-L-S-E-N. Sodomites, lesbian, and straight edge. You need to call it for what it is. That's not trying to be mean to them. That's telling what they're engaged in. Just like you don't call a murderer a life taker. You, you don't do that to make it softer. You call them what they are. A murderer has within that pronoun what the crime is. Murder. Sodomite, the crime is sodomy. It's pretty simple. Okay? But here these guys are. Target, it isn't like they haven't tanked enough. They just said, can I have some more? We'll keep pushing this stuff. Can I have some more? A group that advocates, this GLSEN, a group that advocates policies that keep parents unaware of their child's in-school gender transition, providing sexually explicit books to schools and pushing gender ideology throughout public school, excuse me, curricula. According to the report, GLSEN is a radical education group leading efforts to create, quote unquote, inclusive and anti-racist environments for the LGBTQRSTVWXYZ students. GLSEN believes that every student has the right to a safe, supportive, and LGBTQ-inclusive K-12 education. Every student has a right to that. Now, I want you to stop and think. We talked with Dave yesterday. Common law is based on God's law. Okay. Well, if that is the case, and I believe that the laws that we had in, have in the states, and we have them here in South Carolina, anti-sodomy laws... The very fact that this would be allowed in a school to encourage the delinquency of minors, the reprobate action of minors, is a crime. And according to the law of God, what they're teaching is engaging in sodomy. That's what this is about. That's what this is about, teaching the kids to pervert the natural order and be in rebellion against the lawgiver. That's what this is about. It's about targeting them and turning them away, whereas we're going to see in a minute, the parents have the responsibility. You have the duty to teach your kids the law of God diligently. 
Oh, the laws for yonder back there. Well, then why do you, why do you keep pointing out if you're going to take that position? Why do you keep pointing out the the crimes that the law condemns? And I'm talking about God's law. I can point you to man's law too of why this. Our own Nikki Haley, who was who's now running for president, who was over there in the UN. Let me tell you, she's treasonous as the day is long too. She was she was allowing that to go on in Charleston down here in South Carolina. She was allowing, quote unquote, men to marry men, women to marry women. Nonsense. It's an abomination. And our law in South Carolina, which is tied to God's law, condemns it. It doesn't approve of it. It condemns it. And until people get that and they get it in their head, this is targeting children. And I'm going to I want to ask you something. If you had somebody, men out there, if you had some of these people giving out some of these kits, we're going to read some things here, giving out some of these kits, I want to ask you, what would you do? Would you just sit there and have a conversation with them? I'm just asking, just asking. So they believe that every student has a right to a safe, supportive, and LGBTQ inclusive K through 12 education. No, they don't, because it's criminal. The whole ideology of the LGBTQ RSTVWXYZ agenda is criminal. It's against God's law, and it's against the laws that men have put up in line with God's law and said, no, you don't engage in that. But it's not just the adults engaging in it, they want to target the children. So listen. Their website says, we are a national network of educators, students, and local GLSEN chapters working to make this right a reality. Well, wait a minute. If it's already a right, if it, that's really a right, why are you working to make it a reality? Because they want to flip the law on its head so they can justify themselves. Ask Sodom and Gomorrah how that worked out for them, GLSEN. They're gone. They were wiped off the face of the earth. Target Corporation has confirmed its collaboration with GLSEN. I mean, boy, you talking about doing a Bud Light times 10. Target is a glutton for punishment, if you ask me. <clears throat> they has, the corporation has confirmed its collaboration with GLSEN and expressed pride. Yeah, God opposes that. Pride in their decade-long, you could say their decadence-long partnership. The company has been making annual donations to GLSEN, emphasizing its support for the organization's mission. In March 2000, the GLSEN organization of Massachusetts held its 10th anniversary GLSEN Boston Conference at Tufts University. This con so, so I don't know if Tufts is, I'm assuming it has some funding from the state and probably from the federal government uh, in, with this regard. This conference was fully supported by the Massachusetts Department of Education, the Safe Schools Program, the Governor's Commission on Gay and Lesbian Youth, and some of the presenters even received federal money. That's code word for your money. Federal money is code word for your money. Okay. During the 2000 conference, workshop leaders led a youth only ages 14 to 21. And by the way, when I say your money, if you're a person who buys anything, gasoline, tires, a battery, product at, at the store, whatever's taxed and it has a federal tax to it, that's your money. Whether you pay income tax or not, we're not even talking about that. It's your money that they're spending and they're spending it unlawfully. They were not authorized to do that. Okay. During the 2000 conference workshop, leaders led a youth 
uh, only ages 14 to 21 session that offered lessons in fisting a dangerous sexual practice. During the same workshop, an activist asked 14-year-old students, <laughs> they asked them some questions. I'm just not even going to talk about it, okay? They asked them questions. You can read it on the screen if you're there. And it asked, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to read it. The unbelievable audio clip is posted here, and you can listen to it. You can click and listen to it. What they're saying, you parents, again, it's a shame parents have to hear this, but the fact of the matter is, is this. You have to know what the enemy is doing, and sadly, you have to look at all the ugliness, the darkness, and the dirt that the enemy has, and they're trying to dump it on your kid. And not just yours, they're trying to dump it on your neighbor's kids. And we're called, to love, we're called to love one another. How can we love one another and remain silent? And you say, well, you're not reading all the things. I don't have to read their filth, okay? How can we remain silent when this kind of stuff's going on? How can parents continue to send their kids? Oh, they'll speak out at the, the county council and stuff, and that's great. But then the next day you send your kid right back in there where they're being violated, where they're being taught this crap. What is, what is the malfunction here? Parents? Well, well Tim, I, I can't do it. Look, I understand things are tight. But the fact of the matter is, I can attest that God does provide for you when you seek to do it His way. I can attest to that. Me and my wife, our 10 children, we have homeschooled the whole time on one salary. Most of the time, not making $50,000 a year or 60, maybe occasionally 60. <laughs> A couple of times we, we actually did good. But the fact of my, I understand exactly where you're at. I really do. Well, you're going to have to make some changes if you're going to protect your kids. During the same workshop, and I, okay, so we got past that. Barack Obama's safe schools czar, Kevin Jennings, is the founder of GLSEN. Mm, we're going to talk about him in just a little bit. He was paid $273,573.96, down to the penny, as its executive director in 2007. Jennings was the keynote speaker at the 2000 GLSEN conference. Now, <clears throat> um, it's really interesting when you look at Obama was known as being a sodomite, okay? The pictures from his university days with his little Indian man lover um, indicate that there have been. Look, I can't sit here and prove Michelle Obama is a man, but I got to tell you what Obama called her Michael several times, or him Michael, whatever the case may be. We have, I've not seen any pictures of her pregnant and with the children or any of this other stuff, but nevertheless. The fact of the matter is, I think it's been clearly established Obama was a sodomite and is a sodomite. We even had, uh, what was the guy's name? I forget his name. Uh, um, I want to say it was Larry something. He had the curly hair and stuff, and he was talking about doing cocaine with Obama and servicing Obama and things of that nature. But here, let me just take you through some things here. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to the Obama issue and how that ties in with stuff. 
and we'll look at some things there as well. This is a short video. I want you to see it. I, I know that Bradley has shown it as well. But this is a short video, you guys, on the um, on the radio. You'll be able to hear everything that's going on. It's just a dot. It's just sort of an educational video. It runs about three minutes or so, a little over three minutes. This is one that, that Bradley did on the homosexual manifesto. And after it was entered into the congressional record uh, decades ago, uh, people said, oh, well, this was meant for satire. Well, you look around you and you tell me that the things that are written in this document are not going on. Take a listen. This is the Gay Manifesto by Michael Swift, first published in Gay Community News, February 15th through the 21st in 1987. It is also reprinted in the Congressional Record. This is what it states. We shall sodomize your sons, emblems of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. We shall seduce them in your schools, in your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your sports arenas, in your seminaries, in your youth groups, in your movie theater bathrooms, in your army bunkhouses, in your truck stops, in all your male clubs, in your house of Congress, whenever men are with men together, your sons shall become our minions and do our biddings. They will be recast into our image. All laws banning homosexual activity will be revoked. Instead, legislation shall be passed, which engenders love between men. All homosexuals stand together as brothers. We shall triumph only when we present a common face to the vicious heterosexual enemy. If you dare to cry faggot, it states, fairy queer at us, we will stab you in your cowardly hearts and defile your dead, puny bodies. We will unmask the powerful homosexuals who masquerade as heterosexuals. You will be shocked and frightened when you find that your presidents and their sons, your industrialists, your senators, your mayors, your generals, your athletes, your film stars, your television personalities, your civic leaders, your priests, are not the safe, familiar, heterosexual figures you assume them to be. We are everywhere. We have infiltrated your ranks. Be careful when you speak of homosexuals because we are always among you. We may be sitting across the desk from you. We may be sleeping in the same bed with you. All churches who condemn us will be closed. Our only gods are handsome young men. For us, too much is not enough. All males who insist on remaining stupidly heterosexual will be tried in homosexual courts of justice and will become invisible men. We shall rewrite history, history filled and debased with your heterosexual lies and distortions. We shall be victorious because we are filled with the ferocious bitterness of the oppressed who have been forced to play seemingly bit parts in your dumb heterosexual shows throughout the age. We too are capable of firing guns and manning the barricades of the ultimate revolution. Tremble, hetero swine, when we appear before you without our masks. Have you heard or read this article before? Why not? Well, yeah, why not? Why have you not heard it? It's in the congressional record, been there for decades. 
Now, Bradley's covered this story many, many times. There's no question about that. But you see exactly what this guy, I think the guy's name was uh, Michael Swift. You see what he had written. Again, this was this was put here. Now you're seeing, I mean, did anybody, okay, I'm 54. Some of you in the audience are a little older. Some of you are younger. Did anybody 20 or 30, even 20 or 30 years ago, did you ever think in your life that this stuff would be on your television? Did you think it would be in the commercials? Did you think it would be in the news? Did you think it would be in your government? Did you think it would be promoted and protected while children are subjected to it? Did you ever think that in your life? No. But what does God say for people who abandon him? That nation shall be turned into hell. You don't want to obey God? Here's what's coming down the pike, and it's going to get worse unless the people repent, God's people repent first, and they start bringing the justice. They start bringing, but they have to repent first. They have to repent of their wicked ways first. Then they have to bring justice. Okay? Now, I want to show you, it's not like some of you guys don't know it, but the fact of the matter is, we see it in presidents. We see it, we can point to presidents. We can point to governors, lieutenant governors, uh, representatives. We we got we've got them coming in as non-binary and bisexual and lesbian and openly homosexual and all this stuff. And it's on both sides of the aisle, by the way. But let's just give a couple of examples. Here was Newsweek. This was back in 2012. The Newsweek cover, and this is from ABC News, but the Newsweek cover was Obama. First gay president. This is this is the report back in 2012. Okay, remember when Obama came in, he was like, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm for the traditional stuff and blah 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 blah." And after the first term, and he's running here, he's first gay president. That's what Newsweek had, and several other outlets had that, if I recall at the time, as well. But it's not just Obama. Here's Donald Trump. This is from the Georgia, the GeorgiaVoice.com. Donald Trump says, It's a great honor to be the most pro-gay president in American history. I thought Donald Trump was a Christian. I thought Donald Trump was, you know, he loved God. I thought he, he wanted to obey God. I thought he's holding up a Bible out there. That's what his supporters tell us. He's for God. Nope. See, he was partnering with these log cabin Republicans. And and by the way, by the way, for people who don't know it, there were talks that Abraham Lincoln was a sodomite, in case people don't know that. And I have an idea that they call themselves the log cabin Republicans tying themselves to Lincoln. That's that's part of what I think is really going on there. They can probably tell you something else. But I'm pretty sure there's something else going on there. But here's what it is. The Log Cabin Republicans, a group for LGBTQ Republicans, released a video in support of Trump featuring former U.S. ambassador to Germany, Richard Grinnell. Uh, and he's an open sodomite who claims that he's, quote unquote, married to another man. And Trump appointed him that position and then Trump appointed him as 
the head of national intelligence or temporary head of national intelligence. Okay. In the video, Grinnell attacked Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden's LGBTQ record while claiming Trump is the first president in American history to be pro-gay marriage from his first day in office. This is from a guy that Trump made ambassador to Germany and also made head of national intelligence. Despite the president saying in 2016 that he didn't like the way the Supreme Court ruled in Oberfell versus Hodges. Well, this is the same Donald Trump that said the Supreme Court was law. They ruled law in Roe v. Wade. He said it was the law of the land. No, it's not. The only lawgiver are the only ones who can write law, and it's very limited, and it has nothing to do with writing about abortion. Uh, that's already confirmed by the states. Murder is already uh, on the books in every state. Why? Because that reflects God's law. Okay, but I want you to listen to what uh, Grinnell had to say, and I, I, I struggle to even look at the guy, but some of you out there continue to support the Republican Party and their nominees and all this stuff, despite what they're actually supporting. By the way, when Grinnell left National Intelligence Head, when he, when he left that, guess where he went? The Republican Party picked him up to push the sodomite rights agenda. That's what he does now. And if you say, well, he's different, he's not targeting the children, nonsense, nonsense. He supports the agenda. Now, he may tell you, oh, I'm bothered by that, but he supports the people who are targeting it, the very people who are doing it, that are targeting the children. Listen to what Grinnell has to say. President Trump is the most pro-gay president in American history. I can prove it. My name is Rick Grinnell. I'm America's first openly gay cabinet member. As a United States Senator, Joe Biden said gay people couldn't receive security clearances because we would be a security risk. Joe must have been terrified when Donald Trump appointed me as acting director of national intelligence. The fact that I'm gay didn't even phase Donald Trump. And Joe that Biden should tell you something, people. Congratulate the appointment or even acknowledge it. But his silence was deafening. President Trump has done more to advance the rights of gays and lesbians in three years than Joe Biden did in 40 plus years in Washington. For four decades, Joe Biden has attacked the LGBT community. As a U.S. Senator, Biden supported Don't Ask, Don't Tell and the Defense of Marriage Act. Biden voted to cut off federal funds to any school that teaches acceptance of homosexuality. Biden said again and again that he was against marriage equality. Senator, do you support gay marriage? No. Marriage is between a man and a woman. And now, well, now that we've made progress, Joe Biden has changed his mind. I know firsthand that President Trump is the strongest ally that gay Americans have ever had in the White House. Donald Trump is the first president in American history to be pro-gay marriage from his first day in office. President Trump knew I was gay when he appointed me to one of the most prestigious and powerful ambassadorships in the world. As ambassador to Germany, President Trump fully supported our fight to crush the homophobic and barbaric Islamic terrorist organization Hezbollah and the Iranian regime that supports them. While President Trump was denying the homophobic regime money, the Obama-Biden team was giving them billions of dollars. Joe Biden not only admits it, 
He says he'll do it again if elected president. I would, I would reinstate the Iran nuclear deal. President Trump began a historic campaign to decriminalize homosexuality around the globe at the United Nations. Okay, just to put in a note here, President Trump sought to decriminalize. He slung his fist in the face of God and said, we will not have you rule over us and tell us that sodomy is a crime worthy of death, that it is capital punishment. That is the justice deserved for engaging in sodomy. We will not have that. We want you to decriminalize it. And you Christians go, yes, we will support this man because he is a godly man. He is God's man in here. Listen to them. They still do it. Despite the fact that he spent their money to get the kill shot out to people, telling them it never killed anybody, telling them it's safe and effective, pimping it for his his owners at Big Pharma, and they are his owners. Don't 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 be deceived about that. They are his owners. And he says, We will not have you reign over us. We will not have your law against sodomy. That's who you're supporting. And Richard Grinnell is telling you firsthand, he was tied right there to Trump where he publicly challenged the 69 countries who make being gay a crime to change their laws. My administration is working with other nations to stop criminalizing of homosexuality. Gays and lesbians. He said it himself, folks. Nine countries just for being who we are. So why did Joe Biden fail to make this issue a priority in his more than 40 years in Washington? He's never answered this question. This is why I believe we need President Trump in office for another four years. And I'm certainly not the only one. There are millions of patriotic gay Americans who are sick of being told to sit down and There's shut nothing up patriotic about being a sodomite. Those who are afraid of our voice. Those who want to keep equality a partisan issue. They tell us our opinions don't matter because we don't subscribe to their groupthink. They try and bully us into silence. But in my experience, proud gay people don't like to be silent. They like to be loud. Yesterday's champions of diversity are today's intolerance. Well, I love this country and I'm not gonna be silent. There are tens of thousands of gay conservatives just like me who also won't be silent. Gay people don't have to vote Democrat because Donald Trump is the most pro-gay president in American history. All right, you get it. You get what's going on there. Here's a guy, an ambassador representing the U.S. And I want to show you this, too. Um, let me pull over here to his Twitter page. Now, this gets even more blasphemous. I'm just going to tell you. This is Richard Grinnell, the guy you just listened to, whom Trump appointed as a ambassador to Germany and as the head of national intelligence and would have and said he would put him in the cabinet if he gets back in office again in 2024. This is the guy who's working with the GOP. The GOP is paying him to promote LGBTQ rights. You're not to be unequally, listen, believer, you're not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. I want to ask you something. Are you hooking your card up to the GOP horse that is promoting this kind of stuff? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're just as bad, and you're not going to like it when I say, you're just as bad as the Democrats who are openly with their with everything they are promoting the stuff too. But look at what it says on his Twitter account. 
I'm stronger after cancer. My dog runs my life. Imperfect follower of Christ. And everything about his life is the exact opposite of following Christ. It is a middle finger to the Lord Jesus. This is the people that you're elected, your Savior, and I know people don't like me using those terms, or the, per, the idol you've erected, this is what he said. And it isn't just him. is isn't just him. That's, he's not the only problem here. Uh, Donald Trump. We've got the guy who usurped the White House, Joe Biden. Now understand, the LGBT community is targeting children. Even those who come out and say, oh, you know, we don't think that drag queens ought to be doing this, that, and the other. Don't let that distract you. Don't hold those people up as something even they are saying this. Well, wait a minute, they're reprobates. So why would you, why would you want to point to those people for that? This community wants to adopt children. They want to push their, they want to push their filth on the children. They want to push it on you. You heard the homosexual manifesto. They want to push it on you. They want to push it on your sons. And I have a question. When are the men in the community going to rise up, learn the law, take it to them, and start bringing justice on them? They're out in the streets. They're out in the public doing this and targeting kids. Here is Joe Biden. You guys probably are familiar with the, um, the diary of his daughter, Ashley. I mean, it's just, it's really sad. It's really, really sad. But it, again, Democrats, Republicans, they're, they're, they're all doing it. They're all doing it. This is from the National File, and this was back in, uh, when was this? This was in 2020 when that came out. And you remember the FBI raided James O'Keefe's house to get the diary <laughs> that he was given by somebody else. But it's interesting. Because, you know, she writes about her sexual trauma. Um, she says that uh, she's had one of her hardest days. Her, her sex drive is out of control. She's literally in heat. That's what she wrote. She wrote, I know it's not the healthiest way to deal with things, but at least it's better than drugs. You And you guys have seen all of the stuff of Hunter Biden. You've seen what's on his laptop. You've seen him with, if you've seen any of the images, which if you haven't seen them, you don't need to go looking for them. But if you've seen any of them, you can see he's with prostitutes. He's engaged in the use of cocaine. Many of these prostitutes were Russians. He's in pictures with minors, naked. Here's his sister, and she writes about taking showers with their dad that were, quote, probably not appropriate. I, I don't even want to read the stuff. You can read it here, uh, but her diary's right there for everybody to read. The stuff that she claims Joe Biden did to her, washing her and all this other stuff. It's, yeah. And she says, I was, I was probably molested. 
She's saying this about the guy occupying the White House. The reason they're targeting the children is many of them are targeting their own children. Now, again, I haven't said some other people have said things about Donald Trump and children. I know there was a lawsuit uh, from a girl that was put in twice that claimed she was raped by Donald Trump at 13 years old. Each time that was pulled, I don't know if there was threats going on there. I, I don't know what happened, but I know they were put in twice. But I know this. We've played for you where Donald Trump took his grown daughter, Ivanka, onto the Howard Stern show. And right there in front of God and everybody and Donald, Howard says she's a great piece of you know what. Now, what man out there sits there and goes, yeah, yeah, she is. She's really something. Responds to a man like that who does that who disrespects his daughter right in his face, a man who is depraved himself. As I can tell you, I don't know that I would go on his show. Maybe I would. If he wanted to invite me, it would be a boring show. But if my daughter was there and he said something like that, he's liable to get a fist across his face. Just going to tell you. Well, that's not very Christian. No, what's not very Christian is sitting by and letting a man disrespect your daughter like that. That's what's not Christian. It's if Jesus picked up cords to run out the money changers, what about a filthy man who, do, who says something like that to your daughter? Sorry, if you got, if you got a problem with me saying that, I'll, just, I'll own it. But here's all these things. I'm going to go just a little bit long today because I, I was hoping to get all this in. I was going to play this clip here about Biden, but you guys already know it. I'll have this up. This is... Um, the evidence suggesting that Joe Biden is a pedophile. And there's a part here in this report, you know, Tucker Carlson, take him or leave him or whatever. But the fact of the matter is what he reports on here is true. That's why I was going to play it. But there's a video in this that you'll want to check out. I'll have that link in um, in the archive. Okay. And then real quickly, again, Project Veritas uh, was raided by the FBI over this, over this diary. He was raided. <laughs> I mean... Talk about Gestapo tactics. I mean, that that is exactly what it is. So, real quickly, I want to hit this, and then I want to go to the scriptures, okay? 45 communist goals to take over America. These were also entered into the congressional record, record decades ago as well. Notice what they've got. Remember, we started off with them. They're giving out fisting kits at schools, a school conference, okay? We know they've been teaching... The sex ed is not biology like I used to learn in high school. It's full on. Some of it's just downright pornographic. Okay. Number 17, get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Hmm, we're seeing that the dumbing down of America, right? Soviet style education. Get control of teachers associations. Put the party line in textbooks. Then gain control of all student newspapers. Use student riots to foment public protest against programs and organizations which are under communist attack. Infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writings, policy-making positions. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. An American communist cell was told to, quote, eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings. Now you see why they were tearing down those things. They're telling you that they hate, 
you know, white supremacy and all that has nothing to do with that has to do with eliminating the culture so they can resurrect another one in its place. Substitute shapeless, awkward and meaningless forms. Control art critics and directors of art museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsive, meaningless art. Then they get into all this other stuff. Eliminate all, all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, music, motion pictures, radio and TV. Are you seeing all this going on in the local library, in your ch child's school library? Yeah, you're seeing all that. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, healthy. Is that not what you just heard from Richard Grinnell's mouth? Is that not why he said that Donald Trump wanted to decriminalize sodomy throughout the world? And people think he's God's man. They think he's a Christian. You are sadly under a massive delusion if you think that. You are under a tremendous delusion. You really are. Infiltrate, this is number 27, infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a quote-unquote religious crutch. And it goes on from there. But all these things about the sexualization and the promoting of these kinds of things that our law condemns, why? Because the laws that we had in the States were set on what? The law of God. And I look, I don't have time. We've done it before. This is just this. I'll give you a, a, a sampling. Dealing with the issue of sodomy. These are the laws and these are how they were written in the states. New York, that the detestable and abominable vice of buggery or sodomy shall be from henceforth a judge of felony and that every person being thereof convicted by verdict, confession or outlawry which is unlawful flight to avoid prosecution, shall be hanged by the neck until he or she be dead. That's New York. Boy, they, they are, they're a sodomite capital on the East Coast, aren't they? Connecticut, that if any man lie with man as he lieth with womankind, that's straight out of the Leviticus. Both of them have committed abomination. They both shall be put to death. Not in prison, not fined. That's what, they, that's what they're supposed to have. In Georgia, it was punished by imprisonment of hard labor. In Maine, it was also uh, hard labor if you're engaged in sodomy. In Pennsylvania, same kind of thing. South Carolina was the pains of death and losses and penalties of their goods in South Carolina. In Vermont, isn't that the home of uh, Bernie Sanders? Yeah, in Vermont... They're to suffer death. I mean, our laws said it's not only wrong to do it, here's the just judgment for it. And their appeal was back. I mean, they're quoting the scripture almost verbatim in several of these laws. This was back in 2015. This comes from uh, Safer America. But this was back in 2015. I couldn't find the new, the new numbers on it. I'm sure it's probably much worse. But here's what they said. The Centers for Disease Control estimates that, and the CDC for whatever they're worth, but listen to this, one in four girls and one in six boys have been sexually abused by age 18 in the U.S. 
It's not one in a hundred, one in a four hundred, one in a thousand. It's one in four girls and one in six boys. This was in 2015. I'm sure the numbers are up. Have been sexually abused by age 18. Where are the men protecting these kids? Where are you at, men? Where are you at when you see this? Why are we putting up with this stuff? If the truth is, let, let's ask this question. If the truth is that we are in the kingdom of Christ and Christ has given us his law, King Jesus is on the throne and he's given us his law, and we know what that law is and we know what his judgments are, we know how he's seen and he's known in the earth by his judgments, why do we stand by and not only let it happen, we might get a little frustrated and go to a, a school board meeting and we tell them off and the next day we send our kids right back into that brood of vipers. Why do we do that? We've read this a couple of times this week. I'm going to read it again. Because we need to be exhorted to do what God said with our children. Not what the state says. The state says they are ours from this time of day to that time of day. And if you don't bring them in here, then we're going to you know, unleash the truancy police on you. We're going to take your kids from you. We're going to do all this kind of stuff. Deuteronomy 6. Uh, these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments. I read this yesterday with Dave which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it. Tim, if you're going to take your own advice, this is to Israel. You're exactly right. I'm not claiming this is written to you or I, but it is written for us, and God has not changed, and he has told his people how they're to conduct themselves and their family, and here's what he says. That thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son and all the days of thy life and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers had promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. Why is he telling them this? Because they are to be the educators. Mainly this is directed at the fathers. But it's the parents who are to educate. They have the duty, the responsibility to educate their own kids. They're not to be farming them out to godless people to, far, to teach them and to educate them. Bradley, be with you at three. Hang on if you want to catch us, sonsoflibertymedia.com. We're going to continue this just for a few minutes. And then we'll be back in the morning with Dave Jose. Don't miss it. All right. I want to welcome everybody coming over from uh, Red State Talk Radio. And I'm just, going to, I'm just going to hit these really quick. Because I think they're self-explanatory. When you see what's being done, when you see all of the players promoting the same agenda, which promotes the same criminals, and yes, if you're engaging in sodomy, lesbianism, any of this kind of reprobate kind of conduct, it is condemned in the law. You are not loving. Look, we are called to love all men. 
Men should love one another, but love one another, not have romantic sexual relationships with one another. There's a big difference in those things. We're to have a biblical love for our neighbor who are men as well as women. But even with the women issue, guys, we're not to love other, other men's wives in the manner that we love our wife, are we? Are we to love them? Yes. But not in a romantic, sexual kind of context, we're not. We're forbidden to do that. The same thing happens with those of the same gender. They're not to do that. They're not to engage in. And look, they know they know it's wrong. They misery. The old thing, misery likes company. That's exactly what they do. And Romans one is clear when it talks about those of the, of that day. They they haven't changed in our day. They know there's a God. They won't honor Him as God. They want to change the natural order, and that's what the whole quote unquote transhumanism, trans delusional, all this, all of it's a delusion that they think somehow they're going to. Stand the natural order on its head. I would point back to Exhibit A of Sodom and Exhibit B of Gomorrah as to how God feels about that stuff. What he thinks of it and how he punishes it. And I think it's very clear. But what are we to do? We're to be giving ourselves to educating our children. When? Stop and think about this for a second. You're to teach them diligently unto thy children. Let me bring this up here a second. You're going to talk with them when thou sittest in thine house. When thou walkest by the way. When thou liest down. When thou risest up. You're going to bind the commands of God upon your hand. They're going to be like frontlets between your eyes. Again, I've talked to you about the phylacteries that the guys made, that they put pieces of the law in there. And most of them were doing it just to be religious. It wasn't that they cared anything about the law. And they tied them around on their forehead. And the bigger the phylactery, then the, um, uh, the, the more religious they were, the more holy, right? So he says you do that, and then you're to write them upon the post of the house, on the gates. Everywhere, when you're talking with your kids, when you're walking with your kids, when you get up in the morning, when you go to bed, when they go to the bathroom, there's supposed to be the Word of God in front of them, there on the mirror, or whatever above the toilet, they go to the room, you have some of that in there as well, you put it on the doorpost here, you're writing, it's constantly, it's in your life. And it's not just what you write, it's what you're teaching them, it's what you're living out before them. Is that going on? Yeah, it's going on among some people. But some people say, that's just too hard, Tim. It's easier for me to go work my job and send my kids to the public indoctrination centers we call public schools. Now, I understand some situations are more difficult than others, and this is where the people of God should be looking out for one another. They should be looking out for one another if there's, if there's special instances where parents want to do this and can't seem to get their act together to do it, whether it's in finances or whatever. The people of God should be coming along and helping them. To do that, they're, they're, that would be acts of love. That would be acts of charity. That would be the demonstration of the love of Christ, is to do that. Do we see that happening? Not too often. 
Well, you got a public school you can go to. You can send your kids there and you got a job. You need to work. You know, they'll, they'll quote, well, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Let me tell you something. My wife has not worked a job for another man since just after we got married. And if I'd have been wise enough to know it beforehand, she wouldn't have been uh, working it when we got married. But our eyes were open shortly after we got married to a lot of this, this kind of stuff right here. And we wanted to follow the Lord. We didn't, you know, we, we knew, we knew instantly that we were wrong and we wanted to repent. We wanted to do that right. And she's been at home. And I can tell you the work my wife does around the home, the education of the children, the, all the crafts and things that she takes them to, uh, the, the, the things they've been involved in with music lessons and all kinds of other things that they've learned and they do. L listen, my wife is like the moms of old where they, you know, used to have the football players on the football field and they turn around, they make the touchdown. And they go, I love you, mom. You know, dad's kind of over there and he's OK with it because he knows that mom has really, really poured her life into that young man. But it used to be where fathers did it, too. We've been so pulled away. Marxism has targeted us so much. And we have been unawares of the attacks on the family. We've just been thrown into this life and we think, well, this is how it is. Until we go to the law, until we go to God's word and we see, he says, you're to do things this way. Why is this important? Well, um, Psalm chapter 22, verse 6 says, Train up a, a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, I'm not saying that sometimes there aren't those who just rebel against it. I mean, we can see, you know, Abraham was said that he will train his children. He will teach his children. And yet we were also told Ishmael was going to be a wild man. <laughs> He's, his hand's going to be against his brother. He was not the child of promise either. Okay. Yet. Abraham gave him the sign of the covenant. There's no doubt in my mind he taught him before he had to send him out with his mother. But this is what we're supposed to do. Also, this one. And again, this is the, these, two, these two chapters are chapters that I read to every one of our children as soon as they were born. These are the first words besides, hi, coochie coo, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> these are the first words that they heard. Psalm 127. Why is it important to teach your kids? Listen very carefully. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. So you can put up all the, what he's saying is, you can put up, you can stay up all night looking for the, the robber. You can, you can put the watchman on the wall and you can build a big army to protect the city. But if the Lord's not in it, guess what good it does? None. He says, it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so is he, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Now listen to what he says here. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Now catch what he's saying here. Arrows in the hand of a mighty man. Those are compared to children of one's youth. 
You ever, you ever seen really good archers? I mean, they can do some incredible things. I, there was a video. I, I, I was, I was like, what is this? Some lady had gotten up on a table or a stump or something. She got on her hands, did a handstand, put a bow between her feet, barefoot, put an arrow on it, pulled it back with her foot, with her toes wrapped around the string, and shot that arrow and hit a target, I don't know, 20 or 30 feet away. And she's doing a handstand and she's doing the whole thing with her feet. Incredible. But in a day, the, the arrows and the, the, the bows are the handguns of days gone by, right? And you wanted to train with that so that you could use it properly. Well, the Bible says this, your children, if you've got one or if you've got 20 or anywhere in between, they're a reward from the Lord. And he said, they're like arrows, but the qualifier is in the hand of a mighty man. What are we launching our kids out? When we pull back that bow and we're doing what Deuteronomy 6 says and we're launching those arrows out into the world, what are we hoping to hit? What damage are we seeking to do to the world to advance the kingdom of God? What are we doing? I can tell you that if we continue sending our kids to these places where they're going to be subjected to things like fisting kits and sodomite indoctrination and potentially rape and molestation, or as we see more and more, teachers taking advantage of kids and minors, we're not going to do what this is talking about doing. We're not going to, we're not going to see a change. And I said at the beginning of the show, and I'll end with this. And again, these are Jesus's words. They're not mine. They're Jesus's. Listen to what he says. I mean, I looked, I was referenced. Is there anything really that scripture comes out and actually deals with some of this concerning children? And it doesn't. The closest thing is what you read in the gospels in the parallel passage like Matthew 18. Listen to what Jesus says. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as a little child, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones, which believe in me. So he's not specifically talking about the kind of issue we're talking about, yet I think there's a clear application that can be done here. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck, or about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. 
Now, listen, he's clearly taught, he's clearly speaking to them about what the kingdom of heaven is like. Okay? It's like a little child. And he says, if you offend one of these that believe in me, it would be better for you not to do that and to say, eh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go take a millstone, a rope, wrap it around my neck and go jump in the ocean or the sea. That's what Jesus is saying. I completely agree with many of these men, and they've convicted men and put them in, in jail for meeting out punishment of those who have taken advantage of children, who have raped children, who have done these despicable things with them. And I can't find it in my heart or in my head to condemn those men who brought the justice of God. And you can say what you want to about me, but I can't condemn them. They're bringing the justice that the alleged state, those who won't bow the knee to King Jesus, won't bring. They're bringing it. And I'm going to say, you know what? Those guys wouldn't have done it had the people who have the responsibility to bring that up. And that's mainly us. That's mainly us. And this culture, that's us. It's not a king. It's not really even a president. I mean, Washington has like four things that they have laws that they can create against. One of them's treason. And I think there were three others that they can deal with law that, that actually affects us in that way. I think of that that old film Jaws when Roy Schneider he you know he's doing this chum thing and he looks back and he sees the shark and he goes you're going to need a bigger boat. I think we're going to need a lot more millstones. If we're going to honor God, oh Tim, are you talking about going to grant no, I'm I'm all for due process. I'm all for that. But the law has been clear from day 1. And it is not being enforced. And I'm going to ask Dave, okay, what is the work of the people to instruct their servants to start dealing with these criminals? Because they're not keeping in the bedroom, folks. Remember how they used to say, well, you just want to be in people's bedroom. I don't want to be in anybody's bedroom. The problem is, if it stayed in their bedroom, nobody would know about it. That's why they used to call it in the closet. Here's what's going on. Let me, get, let me paint you a, a picture. They use that phrase, coming out, right? And we used to tell them they need to stay in the closet. You remember, you remember those days? They were coming out, and now you get news stories. Such and such that's a celebrity just came out that they're some weird gender or they're, you know, whatever. It's a perversion. It, it falls right in line with sodomy. I don't know why that's a news story, but it does. They are coming out and confessing, especially if they're saying they're, they're with someone doing, they're confessing to a capital crime. They're confessing to it. Why are people not holding the law to them? Instead of saying, oh, that's so great. Here's what they're trying to do. They're coming out of the closet and they want to take Christians and those who would call out their reprobate minds and their actions, they want to put us in the closet. That's what they want to do. Well, this boy ain't going in the closet. I'm not going in their closet. We need to bring the law to bear, and they can either clean their closet, or they can go back in it. 
And listen, it is to protect our children. It is to protect our children. If you don't bring the law, if you don't bring the justice, and if you don't demand it, and I mean demand it loud, what's going to happen? They're going to do exactly what they said they were going to do in the Homosexual Manifesto. They're already doing it. They're doing it in our face. And people still can't get over the fact that, well, I said what I said, and I've done all this stuff, but they keep sending their kids to the same place where their minds are going to be molested, along with their bodies. They're going to be indoctrinated in this kind of curriculum and ideology and worldview, and they're going to be done. They're going to be uh, indoctrinated, not educated, indoctrinated against the God of Heaven. And that's just the reality. Somebody show me where public schools are teaching what God said to do, how to live their life. Why do they learn all these things? Is it not to be, are they not to learn things for the glory of God so that as they grow into adults, they can use their writing or their reading or the, the math they learn or the history that they learn? Are they not supposed to use those things so that they might glorify God? Yes, they are. That is their chief end is to not only glorify God, but to enjoy him. They they're supposed to be taught to love God and enjoy him. Is that what's going on in your public school? If it isn't, I can guarantee you they're being taught something that is against God. Even if it's humanism, even if it's quote-unquote not so bad, they will not have what God tells us as parents that we are to teach them as children. When are we going to bring justice, man? I don't lay it out to the ladies. Ladies have been out there doing things and they've been speaking. When are us men going to step up and when are we going to demand justice? Demand it. And a biblical justice, not one where we have to pay to keep people up, but a biblical justice. I'm for giving the people a chance and saying, you need to repent. You've got 30 days. If you're engaged in this, if you are talking about and that you've engaged in it and confessing to that, if you are doing it out in public and your pride parades and all this other stuff, we're going to arrest you, and we're going to do away with you. We're going to put you through due process. Don't anybody get me wrong. I'm not saying go out and murder people. That's not what I'm saying. But we're going to hold you to the standard of the law. And I don't care what legislature may have written something that says it's okay for men to be with men or women to be with women. It is an undermining of the law of God. It's an undermining of it, and it is a thumbing your nose in the face of the king and of his law. And I'm going to tell you what, the Bible says you better kiss that son lest he become angry with you and you perish in the way. You better kiss the son lest he become angry. Call today. Look, the kingdom of heaven. That was the message that, that Christ, that John the Baptist and the disciples had. The kingdom of heaven was at hand. And they said, repent. How much more when the king has come? When his law still abides? When his people are still here? What People ask me, what are we here for? You know, if Jesus came in here in Matthew 24 and he did what he did, what are we here for? We're here to be his people. 
and to hold forth the word of God and the law of God and to teach people about the king, the one who actually saves sinners from their sin, not makes it a potential salvation. He really saves sinners from their sin. That's what we're here to do. And this is an issue that the king has spoken very clear on. He's been very clear on this. We're the people of God telling those who claim they're ministers of God to obey God and deal with the evildoer. Nope, they're flipping it on its head. They're calling you and me evildoers. They're just, as Richard Grinnell said, just being themselves. They're just being good people. Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. Woe to you. The warning is, you better watch out. You better repent. You're going to have to give an account one way or the other. And parents, if we got to, if we got to move the judgment day up a little further in pushing for justice, then we need to do that. Because you better believe these people are calling for our deaths. I'm calling for justice. There's a whole different thing. They want to murder us. In fact, wasn't that part of the homosexual manifesto? I think he actually used that language. I'm calling for justice. Whole different scenario. We're going to pitch this to Dave tomorrow. Let's, let's see what, what Dave says about instructing our servants concerning the issues of sodomy, fisting kits, all this indoctrination. Let's see what happens with that. Let's advance the kingdom by advancing the king's word. All right, simple as that. Guys, Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and then Lord willing, we'll be back in the morning. Dave Jose is going to be back on again. How to instruct your servants. Uh, you don't want to miss that. Lord willing, we'll see you then.